Space, the final frontier. These are, wait, 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 wrong podcast. Hi guys, welcome to Dads of the Kingdom, your Disney podcast for all things Disney related with a slant towards experiencing Disney with your family. I am one of your hosts, Terry. Along with me is John. As always, John, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Terry. How are you? I'm doing extremely well, John. I am so excited about tonight's podcast because we're going to talk about a lot of things that I really love at Disney and a lot of the things I love experiencing at Disney, and that's Disney holidays. That's yeah, a great time of year. We always love going to see all the decorations and just watching all the families come to the park at that time is just, just very exciting. It really is. It is such a special time, and Disney really goes above and beyond to not only cater to the everyday fans, but the families especially. It's such a unique experience and a special time of year to go that it's. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about it. Very cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started then. So the first thing I want to talk about, John, is do you remember your first holiday at Disney? Well, my first holiday was probably New Year's. Uh, we went with our band um, when I was in high school. And uh, I vaguely remember spending uh, the stroke of midnight on uh, Space Mountain. Um, it was a thing to do, I guess, when you're in high school. Uh, but, um, you know, I wish I would have remembered more of the, the decorations and everything else at the Magic Kingdom at that time. I think we headed down there the day after uh, Christmas was over um, and didn't get down there for a day or two. So, But it was a pretty cool time, especially knowing that we were going to be marching down Main Street, uh, walking uh, where some of the legends walked at, at one point. How about you, Terry? Our first trip was with my wife and I. It was before we had our daughter. Um, this was the second time we'd ever been to Disney. And it was during Christmas time, so we were really excited to see the parks, what they look like, all dressed up for uh, the holidays. Um, we did Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. We kind of went all out to really experience what Christmas was like at Disney. Uh, we had so much fun. Uh, I just love all the unique experiences, not just at the parks itself, but at the resorts. And that's something we're going to talk about in a little bit. But that was our first trip. That was back in 2006. Wow. And yeah, the second time we'd ever been, and it was so much fun. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I remember um, working at the studios for the first time during the holidays. It was it was pretty cool to see the, the whole place transform the day after Thanksgiving um, and not really knowing what to expect, but then driving in to work the next day, you, you, you kind of see the magic just there um, when, when you're – just when you're going to work, how many people get to see that uh, on a daily basis? Um, it was quite special back then. It, it's very interesting because now uh, there are already uh, Christmas and holiday uh, decorations up um, because of the, the, the holiday parties that, that they're going to have. So it, it's a little bit different now than it was then. But um, every year they seem to add something a little bit different and, and a little bit more special um, uh, to the decorations and, and what they have to offer. Yeah. You know, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they adhere to the after Thanksgiving anymore. They don't No, And a big part of it's because of the Mickey's very merry Christmas parties, yes. uh, which start in early November. Yeah. I know Disneyland, they already have Christmas decorations up in Toontown. Wow. Yeah, so I know they're they're hitting it early this year. Overall, 
at the parks, resorts, what be you at Disney, what do you think are the must-try experiences? Well, when it comes to the holidays, uh, you, you know, you have to stick around and uh, see Cinderella's Castle um, light up with the um, with more of a bluish type glow to it. Um, I know a couple times, uh, I think last year or two years ago, they added the frozen concept uh, mm. uh, to the castle. So um, just seeing that castle with the different lights and and how it how it um, just has a different aura to it than than the castle did, even just with spotlights on it. Uh, that's that's a pretty cool adventure there. Yeah, I have to hundred percent agree with you on that. The light up show. Uh, in the evenings to get the castle all lit up at night is a great experience. Um, the icicle lights that kind of hang from the towers. And it's such a cool thing to see. And now with the frozen part of it, I think that adds a little extra fun element with a little show and the interactive part of the Elsa lighting up the castle. Yeah, I think that was a great addition to the Magic Kingdom. Um, you know, it just adds a little bit more uh, reason to, to go and stick around, not just leave early. Um, you know, it's getting darker earlier, so they're able to, to do some of the performances a little bit earlier. Um, I think at Epcot, I really love the holidays around the world. Um, mm. Illuminations and the, uh, um, the, the guest narrators that they have come in. Um, those are great. We have we have our, our days planned already for for certain narrators, and sometimes we try to see them, at, you know, as many nights as they're there. But it, the reality is, is we may only go once, um, once or twice during the season. So, how, how about you, Terry? Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you brought up Epcot, and I have a. I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here because during the holidays, that that first time we ever went. Um, we knew about the events that were going on at Epcot, but we didn't really partake into the nighttime stuff like the candlelight processional and the narrated stories. Um, but we were staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge at the time, and we happened to be staying concierge level. So my wife and I walk out to the concierge zone to eat some breakfast, and sitting two tables away from us with a, was a Edward James almost. And those of you who know Battlestar Galactica is going to know who that is. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was I was so excited. I was like, "Hey, that's uh, that's a dude from Battlestar Galactic." And of course, my wife had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun when you bring up somebody that that your spouse doesn't know who they are, but you get very excited about about even just sitting next to them. I, I'm pretty sure I might be the only person on the in the concierge level that actually knew who he was. That's funny. Yeah, that's um, I, I remember meeting Bob Gurr very similarly. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked over, I saw his name tag and said, you know, happy birthday, Bob. And he had a birthday pin on. And um, and then when I realized that it was Bob Gurr, uh, one of the Imagineers um, at, at Walt Disney World, I would love to have, sh- you know, sh- shake his hand at that point. But I, I we were we were leaving the, the hotel and, and my arms were full of all of our stuff that we were leaving. With, so I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Then I had to tell my wife afterwards, hey, that was Bob Gurr. She's like, Bob Gurr? And then I explained to her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm glad you brought up Epcot, too, because I love the the Santas that they bring out for each country. I think that is such a fun experience and the way they kind of stagger the time. So if you start 
let's say in Canada and you're working uh, counterclockwise to Mexico, it's a fun way to stop at each country and kind of get the Santa and the Christmas story from each individual country. Yeah, and it's a great history lesson for for children. You know, one of our daughters uh, had to write a paper on uh, holidays in certain countries, so uh, it was a lot easier to do uh, when we made our trip down to to Walt Disney World. Uh, so when she came back from from the break, um, she was able to write about um, I think it was Norway at the time, um, may have been a different place. But, oh, nice! But yeah, that is yeah. a great way. Yeah. It worked out really well because she got to learn a little bit more. She knew where to start her research and um, got to meet the Santa Claus that, that that was in each of the countries. Yeah, I think that's such a fun experience. I can't wait to take our daughter to go see Epcot during the holidays. She hasn't gone yet during Christmas um, as our schedules didn't quite align quite yet. But next year we'll be going uh, during the holiday seasons and we're really excited about that. Nice. I can tell you it's a lot warmer down here than it is in most places up north. So. <laughs> it's uh, getting a little cooler, but but uh, it definitely makes a difference. And once you you want to be outside at that point. You know, and this just reminded me of something. A few years back, uh, I guess this has been about maybe four or five years ago now, we happened to be traveling to Disney with a couple friends um, during the holiday season. And it was, it snowed while we were in Orlando. It was like the coldest Orlando had ever been wow. in, in something like 30 or 40 years. It was absolutely crazy because obviously none of us packed for that kind of weather. Um, but it actually snowed while we were in Orlando. Yeah, hmm. it's amazing. I am hoping that it's not uh, going to come back anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the other things that you can experience at Disney is not just at the parks. But also at the resorts, Disney has some fabulous resorts all the way from value resorts, their deluxe resorts, and each one does kind of something different for Christmas. Uh, two of my favorites during the holidays are Grand Floridian and the Beach Club. Uh, John, have you guys gone and seen those setups? We have in the past. Um, we're, we're trying to make it to each resort this year. Um, you know, a little travel tip for, for those traveling down here. If, if you're driving um, but you're staying at a Disney hotel, uh, take the Disney transportation to each of those hotels. For What we're finding now is uh, with some construction and, and expansions, um, they're not letting uh, guests park in the resorts um, uh, that that aren't staying at that resort. So if you're going to enjoy each of those, uh, make sure you you take Disney transportation either from your hotel or from one of the parks. That's the best way to get there. That's a great tip, John. They're definitely having to kind of monitor that kind of stuff a little bit more as more and more people come to enjoy Disney. Um, I think one of the things that we always did is we always tried to tie a dinner reservation to that particular resort if we were visiting it, uh, especially during the holidays. Those are kind of peak times for Disney, and it's it's harder to get into those places if you're just kind of meandering around. So Grand Floridian, there's some great restaurants there. Um, there's a great little lounge there. There's the live band that plays Christmas music during the holidays, which is a really fantastic ambiance to the whole place. Um, but speaking of what they specifically had at Grand Floridian is the full-size ginger house, gingerbread house. Yes, and they, they put that out every year, and every year it changes. Um, but, you know, they sell they sell little gingerbread houses there, so you can take a piece of your, your vacation home with you. 
Yeah, it's such a cool thing to see, and for, especially for the kids, John, to be able to walk up to a gingerbread house and then buy gingerbread from the house. That's such a cool experience. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun to watch all the kids. You know, I know when our kids were younger, they um, were just amazed that that was actually all gingerbread. You get up really close and you can smell, um, you know, that it's it's real gingerbread. Um, don't recommend eating it, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's great even just to get that smell in the closer you get to it. Yeah, it's it's such a cool place. I love Grand Floridian during the holidays, um, but Beach Club also has a pretty fantastic display and that is the gingerbread carousel yeah that's that's a cool uh piece of art um you know again made out of pure gingerbread the smell is great yeah and that one is you can't get right up close to it like you can the gingerbread house at the grand floridian so with small children where they can go up and touch the house at the grand floridian you can't do that at the carousel they kind of have that roped off as it's a bit more of a, a delicate structure yeah, but it it's fun it's fun to see all the lights that go around it and, and yes. just just the amount of detail. So um, definitely uh, something to see and just walking around that that resort, um, especially as the lights come on at night. Um, it's they do a great job uh, there to, to to make that that holiday uh, magic come alive. Absolutely, and and quick tip for that for the carousel. There's always a hidden Mickey on it. So take the time to try to find that. Yeah, there's always a, a very helpful cast member somewhere close by if <laughs> if you're having troubles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. In the years past, with with a lot of those gingerbread displays, they have included QR codes that you can scan and see the the making of those uh, of those gingerbread displays. Yeah. Yeah, so it's always good to co- go prepared either with Red Laser or, or one of the other QR code scanners to 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 check out how, how those how those uh, uh, artworks are, are put in. You know, and during this time of year, as we get closer to the holidays, um, Disney used to always put out like a Food Network special where they would kind of show that they would kind of make a little documentary about how they made those things. Yeah, and I wonder um, when it's going to be on this year. I haven't seen any any yeah. uh, postings for it, but but that's always cool. And it's it's a longer version of those uh, uh, quick quick uh, quick QR codes. Yeah, and when those come on, I can't recommend taking the time to watch that with your family. It's such a cool thing to see. Very cool, John. Let's roll right into the news here. Uh, sticking with the holidays, Disney is going to be having three holiday specials on tv this year um they're going to have one on thanksgiving they'll have one the day after thanksgiving and then of course the 20 december 25th for the parade uh this is two more than they usually do john why do you think they added more the weather (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i wish i think it's uh probably a little bit more complicated than that but uh you know you never can predict the blue skies that uh that really represent Florida, uh, so it's it's always good to have uh, the, that in the background. But you know, I really think as as a guest myself now, I, I think it's more along along the lines of uh, giving the guest an opportunity to experience more uh, on those particular days, especially um, during the Thanksgiving week. For sure, and I'm really excited that they're going to have three holiday specials on because now it's really going to make it feel extra Christmassy, extra Disney-y during the holidays. 
Um, again, those will be on the 24th and 25th, and then December 25th is the big holiday show with the the Main Street Parade and Santa and all that. That's always a fun one. Those are always fun to to attend as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, have you been to the one of the the filming of the parade, John? A long time ago, um, and uh, it, it it was always fun to be a part of of some of that, um, even if you were standing in the back. Um, they, they just they they just make the the whole experience uh, very special for each of the guests that are there. You know, we participated in the filming of the parade. I guess this was, geez, about eight years ago now. And I remember we stood in the back away from Main Street a bit because the people who stood right along Main Street had to commit to being there for the full taping of the show. Yes, yes. And they got on camera quite a bit, but you know, <laughs> they had to stay pretty much where they were. So as yeah. long as they... Uh, it, that's, yeah. That's one of those things you don't realize when you're watching the parade, but it's such an obvious thing when you experience it. Yeah, because it's very difficult to get back up there if you have to use the restroom or anything else. So just be sure that, that you're all set before, before it starts. And I would not, I cannot recommend it for parents traveling with small children. Uh, we all know toddlers tend to have short expen- attention spans, so you can't really commit to standing in one place for five hours of taping. Yeah, they see their they see their one or two things and then they're done. So, so make sure yeah. uh, make sure you make the right choice. One of my favorite things that happens during the Christmas holidays is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. John, I know, I'm sure you and your family have gone to the party at least a couple times. Yes, at least. In fact, I think two months or so after our daughters, uh, our first daughter was born, uh, we had the opportunity to, to, to go to one of the uh, the parades. So we have video of her um, looking up and licking the snowflakes that were were falling down. Fortunately, none, none, uh, none made its way into her mouth, but but she was just so ecstatic with all the bright lights and then the, the snow falling. So yeah. it's, it's one of those special memories that we have. Oh, that's fantastic. You, that's so valuable. Um, and one of the things that I guess we can talk about, John, is talking about the snow is people don't realize if you've never been to the Christmas party, but Disney actually makes it snow on Main Street. Yeah, it's it's changed every year. It's 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 fun to see the the technology advance with uh, with the effect. So, um, yeah, they they have that effect in a few other places, but it's just really cool on Main Street. Um, you know, if you haven't gone and seen it, uh, make sure you do. Um, the, the, those those parties kind of kind of bring out uh, that that effect a little bit more. Um, and you know it goes along with the hot chocolate and cookies that, that you can get at various part, part, uh, places around the park. You had me at hot chocolate and cookies, John. Yeah, I I, uh, I love the the chocolate chip cookies, but I think sometimes they've switched to to the snickerdoodles. So that's uh, right. I'm hoping right. they go back. And for for listeners, those of you who haven't experienced the Mickey's very merry Christmas party, uh, it's a Christmas party at Magic Kingdom. It's a after-hours party showcase. It has Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, and it has a holiday edition of the Fireworks Spectacular Wishes. There's also really fun meet and greets. Uh, and Disney lately, John, have been really good about bringing kind of classic heritage characters to those Christmas parties. Yeah, and those are always the fun ones. You're not going to see 
um, the Scrooge McDuck. Yes. Um, that that uh, that you see on the the cartoons. So um, that that's that's the place to see him. Yeah, that was always one of my favorite things about the Christmas party is hunting down those classic characters and getting pictures with them. Very cool. Yeah. Um, the other tip for that is is make sure you you spend time enjoying the the atmosphere, but also go in a lot of the attractions that are there, especially if you're, you're at the, the Christmas party. Um, the, the lines are usually a lot shorter uh, than they are when the park is open during the day. So uh, enjoy that. Some, some of them will have um, special, um, uh, special times of year, like the, the, the jungle cruise, it'll become jingle cruise again. So mm-hmm. make sure you, you, you venture out there, especially at night. It's just a, just a great experience. It really is. And one of the things you have to kind of co in knowing is that Mickey's very Merry Christmas party is a special ticketed event. It is an additional charge on top of what would be a, a day park pass. Um, the tickets currently are $86 per person. Uh, and current, right now there are 21 nights, 21 nights that you can go and experience Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party starting November 7th all the way to December 22nd. Now, John, you guys are a family of four. $86 per ticket. Uh, is it, do you think it's still a value for the experiences or how? What, what's your thoughts on that? You know, that's the, the challenging part. Um, you We've... We've always been very fortunate to have some type of um, deal or uh, arrangement uh, for for the cost of the tickets. But this year, you know, they've gone up and they've mm-hmm. gone up pretty significantly for the the very merry. In fact, they were more expensive than the not so scary. Um, you know, I recommend doing it once, but after you've done it once, especially at that price point, it. it, it it gets a little bit too much <laughs> and, and yeah, I think, you know, even for what they offer, it's a little challenging. I think I'm right there with you. I think it's one of those things that you have to experience once at Disney because it, it really is such a special event. Um, and what's nice is if you get the ticketed event, but you don't have a park pass for that day, you can get into the park at 4 PM and then the party lasts all the way to 12 AM that night. Um, so I guess ultimately, if you're a big family, it gets a bit more challenging, but at least you wouldn't have to buy a park, necessarily buy a park ticket for that day and just go for the special ticketed event. Yeah, and it makes a difference if you can get there earlier. If you, if you really just want to wait until you know later at night, it may not seem like that good of a value, but uh, if you get there at about four or so, enjoy the park during that time and then uh, enjoy the party afterwards. That's, that's your, your, your best deal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, go in, get in at four as soon as you can. Enjoy some dinner in the park. Go to the Christmas party. You know, go commando all the way to 12 a.m., even if you have little ones, because it's a such a special event. And then uh, that's a pretty fantastic way to spend some time at Disney. Cool. Cool. Hey, have you noticed any other snacks that uh, that, that are at the Very Merry Christmas Party? I know the uh, hot chocolate and the cookies were, were always what, what you can find, but... Um, I know there's some others. Have you seen any? You know, John, I'm glad you brought that up because next to uh, Lord of the Rings theory crafting and Star Trek fan stories, food is probably one of my next favorite topics to talk about. Uh, Hot chocolate snickerdoodle cookies are kind of the staple. The snickerdoodle and chocolate chips come out every – they rotate those every now and then. 
but they've added some really fun things for this year. There's eggnog now, there's ginger snap cookies, snow cones, sugar cookies that have snowmans, um, spiced apple cider, which sounds fantastic right now. And of course, hot chocolate and peppermint bark cookies. What's nice about this, John, is that these snacks are unique and they sell them in the different lands of Magic Kingdom. So it's a fun way to kind of go to each land, get a snack, walk around, enjoy the party. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's good to have the variety there. Absolutely. Uh, and in those of you with food allergies, I know that Disney makes a gluten-free cookie. Um, and if you're inclined to go to the party, I would definitely look at the Disney's park site so you can see where the gluten-free cookies are and if you're uh, more of uh, avoiding sugar or you're diabetic uh, just let them know uh, sometimes they'll have a, uh, a special treat for you as well so you don't have to worry about that much sugar absolutely disney has done a fantastic job to catering to so many different people Yes, they have. And they can they continue to make sure that uh, that that's part of uh, the magic and the experience that they offer that's Mickey's very Merry Christmas party, John, and I think we anybody should go during that time experience it at least once. We know that the cost is get, might get prohibitive to do it multiple times, but definitely check it out at least once in your Disney holiday trips. Uh, speaking of the Magic Kingdom, though, let's stay on that. They have a, they have a new uh, uh, castle um, uh, show or celebration with, with lights. Talk about that, Terry. So the new show is called Once Upon a Time. It debuted November 4th. Uh, it's a brand new light show, projection show at the Magic Kingdom. The show is projected onto Cinderella's Castle. Um, Disney started doing this a few years back, right, John? Yes, they did. Yeah, and it was it, it's always that, uh, that growth of, of the magic uh, that, that they continue to do. So um, adding different characters and... Um, um, Different experiences is part of uh, a part of this show, and this is this has evolved over time. So, yeah, I think I think this is one of those things that you definitely have to experience in like not not just wishes, but stay get there before wishes, so you can see the holiday or the light up show on the castle. The new one, Once Upon a Time, it's a brand new story. Uh, Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast shares bedtime stories with Chip taking him and all of us along for a magical trip through the most adventurous scenes from favorite Disney films like Cinderella, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, and the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So, John, this hits right into the heartstrings and the nostalgia of Disney. It's true. And, you know, it's it, for, for those who think, oh, it's, it's a long way, it's only about 14 minutes, so you're on vacation. Relax and enjoy it, um, and yeah. you, you, uh, you'll be happy at you know, yeah, you know, and it's going to have scenes, again, from those movies. Uh, guest favorites include a flight with Peter Pan from London to Neverland, uh, a daring duel between Gaston and the Beast, Mrs. Potts and Chip in their bedtime story with a grand finale that includes appearances by characters from even more Disney films. What a fantastic way to kind of start your night at Disney, to go see this great show, see all these classic characters that all of us grew up with, and then share those new experiences with your family. Yeah, it's a, it's a great experience. You definitely should stick around for it. Now, something we added to our list, uh, listeners, is something that me and John, I think, both share an affinity for technology and new technologies that Disney starts to implement. One of the coolest things I think I've seen them do in a while 
was this new uh, teaser footage, John, of the drone testing they're doing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We haven't seen it yet, but once I saw that story a couple days ago um, that the FAA uh, gave them permission to, to fly drones uh, at Disney Springs, um, it's it was it was really cool, um, and I'm hoping that they I do think a lot more with it. I, I think they have to. I think uh, this is such a cool idea. Drones have become pretty commonplace. Most people are pretty familiar with what they are and what they can do. Um, but now this technology of kind of integrating these drones to where they're interacting with each other to create this cool 3D image is such a neat idea. Yeah, and, and that's that's the great part is that they can control um, uh, the visuals uh, from a different perspective at this point. So, you know, it's it's interesting. I didn't think about it even after I watched the original teaser video, but... Um, you know, the Disney Parks blog uh, says, you know, this holiday season, the idea of wishing upon a star will take on an even more magical meeting, um, which is we just get you more excited because it, it's connecting that that uh, childhood piece again with that nostalgia and um, you know, just the the wonders of, of new technology. Absolutely. And, you know, and again, this is another thing that Disney is doing to share with Disney fans and the fans and their families. Because you can go and see the light-up shows on the castle, you see the fantastic holiday firework shows, and now you get this really cool drone show that they're going to start rolling out. I'm excited to see what else they do with it after after the holidays. Here, you know, where else this uh, gets involved? Um, you know, where, where else they put it within the parks? Uh, right now, it's just you know, and thinking about this, yeah, I think as they progress through this and get a bit more comfortable with the technology and the implementation of it and then i think ultimately where it might we might see it next is going to be pandora an animal's kingdom that would be very cool it matches a lot of that theming so uh, that, that would be a great place to put it yeah i think i think it's going to be fantastic again this is another one of those things that disney can get you excited about even though it might be something that's coming and rolling out two three years from now kind of like the expansions well, it'd be cool to even see that uh, you know when they get to, uh, through with uh, Star Wars Land. Um, I think it would have a lot of places in there as well. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine uh, a hover bikes drone scene kind of flying through the air? That would be so cool. Uh, you know, even at a distance, you would see them just just zooming past. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so exciting. Well, hopefully this this test goes really well. Uh, let's hope so because I, I need to see hover bikes flying through the air in Star Wars land. That's true. So we're ending the news here. We're going right into our travel tips. Uh, this travel tip is focused primarily on those families traveling with infants and toddlers. Um, something me and my wife do and have done with our daughter. And a couple of quick tips for those families. Um, Disney's resorts will, most of them, we think most of them, right, John? Yes. Most of them uh, will have fridges available upon request. The, the smart thing to do is obviously is as you're making your reservations, however far out that might be, is go ahead and put that request in. Because uh, as we know, so many people enjoy the parks that if you don't put the request in with enough lead time, you might not, it might not go fulfilled. Yeah, and a lot of the, you know, all the deluxe resorts have their refrigerators in them now. And, you know, it's really the, the values that, that uh, 
that you need to make sure you get re- your request in as soon as possible, except, especially during this time of year. Absolutely. Uh, and if you're working with a travel agent, um, which is the way to go these days, um, you know, make sure that you, 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 you let them know as well. Absolutely. Another thing that Disney is really good about providing is their own pack and plays. Um, again, if your toddler or infant needs a nap in a nice quiet place uh, and you don't feel comfortable just laying them on the bed or on the pull-out couches, Disney does have pack and plays they provide. Um, they're really nice pack and plays. They're always exceptionally clean. Um, I would recommend bringing your own sheets from home as it's a bit of familiarity for your infant or toddler. Um, but take those tips, guys, and uh, make sure you use them if you're traveling with small ones in your family. But again, make sure you get those requests out as far out as you can. Absolutely. Now, second to last thing we want to talk about tonight is the, our Disney Around the Web feature. Uh, John, there are numerous ways fans of Disney can enjoy the parks when they're not at the parks. One of my favorite ways is going to YouTube and checking out all the different fan channels that have been created. Um, I know Disney Parks Blog has a really fantastic channel. They also have a channel that's dedicated more towards the younger audiences with fun little food things and Tsum Tsum cartoons. And, um, but it's a really fun way to kind of share the park or experience the park even when you're not there. Yeah, they, they have a lot of cool little teaser videos on the, uh, the official um, uh, Disney uh, channels, but um, it's always fun to see how other guests experience um, um, their, their time at the parks. You know, one of the things we did, uh, my family and I, after our last podcast where we were talking about the Main Street Electric Parade being retired, is we went and looked it up on YouTube. Obviously, my daughter has never experienced it, so we had it playing. We found a really good channel that had recorded it in 1080. Uh, so we sat down and watched it, and my daughter was completely enthralled with all 15 minutes of it. Uh, and for being almost a two-year-old, that's pretty amazing that she'll sit there and watch something like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, we were excited about it. It was She recognized some of the characters. She got really excited uh, when we watched some of the other parades, the Light Up the Night Parade, which was really fun. Uh, the Frozen characters she saw, and she immediately recognized those guys. So it's a fun way to kind of keep the magic alive in between your trips to the parks. Well, and there are so many other guests willing to share uh, that positive experience. Um, you know, start start with with the Disney sponsored ones, and then you'll slowly see all of these others. Uh, come up and you know if you listen to any other disney podcasts you're gonna you're gonna look at their channel as well absolutely i can't recommend that enough guys go out there and check out youtube look for those channels support them subscribe to especially the 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 main disney ones they do some fantastic stuff on there there's really great travel tips really good teaser videos really fun interactive videos to see with your family Uh, so go out there subscribe and support those channels excellent and speaking of videos terry um, I know Finding Dory just came out uh, on on video. Um, have you seen it? I have actually. My wife and I actually uh, took a Saturday, got a sitter, and went out and saw it in theaters when it first came out. Um, but we also bought it the, the first day it was out on digital. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's great to see that you know you can get that digital copy a lot of times earlier than you can get the actual physical copies. Yeah, I don't think I've bought a physical copy of a DVD or Blu-ray in the past three years. <laughs> and the ones we have just sit, sit in the closet. So, yeah. um, if, if, it's not, 
it's a it's a money factor. So whichever one is cheaper, that's what we get. <laughs> Uh, my thing is, if it's not on the Apple TV, I can't, I can't be, I can't mess with it. That's right. That's right. You got to be able to play it from anywhere in your house, and that works. Uh, Finding Dory, uh, you know, I think we both can agree, John, that Pixar has made some pretty spectacular movies over the years. Um, they have been a great partner with Disney, and now Disney owns them. But the Pixar movies, I think, hit you in the gut and the heartstrings so hard. And so consistently that the movies aren't for kids, right, John? They're not, well, I should say, they're not just for kids. Well, I think that that's the important part. They're not just for kids. They're, they're for uh, kids at heart and for anyone that, that likes a good story. Yeah, that's, that, that's been the, the trademark or the, the mantra for, for all of those uh, Pixar movies is there has to be a story behind it because otherwise it, it's just, uh, it's just great animation and it's, good enough to stand up for that but the story is what makes it uh particularly disney you know and one of the things that struck me when i was watching it is in a previous life i was a special education teacher um and the experience of the parents of dory that they go through of kind of raising this child who has some special needs uh and what they experience and what they think the outcome is for that 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 person's life the long term that kind of just hit me right in the feels yeah yeah and yeah there's a handful of those moments in that movie and i think that uh um yeah they 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 always aim to to pull at those heartstrings whether it's it's in the movies or in the parks and i think that that uh that continued even in finding dory yeah it's a fantastic movie uh our daughter tried to watch some of it but the squid scene really got her all worked up so we couldn't quite finish it uh so maybe she needs to be a little bit bigger to realize that dory and, and nemo and, and marlin aren't in mortal danger when the squid comes after them yeah we uh when we first went on uh the finding nemo uh attraction at epcot uh we had the unfortunate of being uh the misfortune of being stuck in the the um the jellyfish scene um, and, you know, having watched the movie, our daughter, uh, our, old, our oldest wasn't too happy with us at that point. Oh, man. So she didn't go back on for the longest time until we, we kind of explained to her and she got a little bit older to understand that, uh, that it was all just, uh, just a great, great show and a great attraction for us to go through. But yeah, she was, she was a little disturbed by that after seeing the movie and then going through the attraction. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, so John, you recommend the movie? I do. I do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those, uh, it's a great follow up and sequel. Um, you know, if you haven't seen Finding Nemo, uh, see that first, it just puts a lot of context to it. Um, but you know, it's, it's gotten great reviews. It did very well at the box office and, um, you know, it's, it's good from a, a family side to go and see. Absolutely. I loved it. I couldn't, re- I can't recommend it enough. The, uh, the little short at the beginning is fantastic. Um, Again, it's one of those family things. If you're, if you have a child, you understand it. You put perspective to it a bit more. But if you don't, you can still thoroughly enjoy the little short at the beginning. Um, yeah, all around. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. Yeah, and all those little shorts in front of all the Pixar movies are just, just astounding. They could, they could stand by themselves. And you know, in fact, uh, you know, they have what three volumes now of uh, the, the short films. And I own two of them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think they're great. Okay. 
Well, guys, that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, come back and join us again as we talk about more Disney topics, give you more tips about exploring the parks and how to experience it and maximize it with your family. Uh, but please join us again. We'd love to have you. Yeah, thanks for stopping by and take care. Awesome. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, so when are you coming back, uh, back down again? We actually go to Disneyland in March 1st. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. We haven't been out there in a couple of years, so we'll have to make our, our way back out there. And actually that's the first time for me or Colleen to ever have gone to Disneyland. You'll like it. It's, um, it's, it's interesting cause it always feels like it's smaller than, than yeah. Disney World, but it just it, that sense of nostalgia. Yeah, you know, I think that's the thing I think I'm looking forward to the most is it being kind of the original and, and and realizing that hey, you're walking around on these streets that Disney walked around on, you know? Yeah, that was the cool part. I remember when I've had some conferences out there and um, you know, got time to to just sit and enjoy the park where you, know, you get to look at the the, um, the Adventureland and um, the 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 places that won't like to hang out um just sit there and just relax and just watch the people uh enjoy enjoy the park uh it it just takes on a different different light when you realize that hey you know the guy that started it all was here yeah yeah for sure you know and one of the things i'm really excited about is going to toontown because of all the trips that colleen and i've been on down to disney world we never went to toontown oh wow Really? Yeah, yeah never. Like, uh, like we've been out like since like 2005. We've been to like we've been to Disney World. I think like 20 times now, but never. We never went to Toontown. It's it's a different experience out in uh, California, um, and we actually like it a little bit better um, just because there there's some other attractions out there. It wasn't uh, it wasn't just uh, uh, you know land converted into something else, but you know they make it a big thing and. Um, it's they have this hub and spoke uh, mentality still out there, but you know your spoke stops. Um, but it's even with the the fake sky that, that they show show up there. Um, it's it, it was it was always one of our, our favorite places to go back into um, because you kind of get lost in that tune area um, yeah. and feel that it's a different place. Uh, that you can you can eat lunch there. Uh, you can go on a couple attractions. Uh, the the kids can play in uh, in Donald's house, and, and I think Goofy's Goofy has a has a place out there. So um, it, it's just really cool. Uh, like I said, it, it was it seemed to be more uh, well thought out and more thoroughly thought out than uh, than the one here in uh, Walt Disney World. Mm. Well, I'm glad I'm going to go see the original then. Yeah, yeah, very cool.